Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast, recording from Malta. So excited to do this. Hi, everyone. Hope everyone's doing great. I have some special friends here today. I'll let you you girls say your full name so I don't mispronounce anything. I'm Susan Bontoon, and I live in Santa Cruz, California. Hi, I'm Anita Glasanova, and I'm from Bulgaria. I've been traveling. Some of you follow me on Instagram and the social media, and you've seen my posts. And I said I would be traveling and try to record a podcast from locations. Three of us are right now in Malta. We're in our bed and breakfast. Just finished a wonderful weekend with Srimati from Divine Through Line podcast. So I definitely recommend that you listen to Divine Through Line. It's an amazing podcast. It's super inspiring. And Anita and Susan, they also listened to it. And we had a really fabulous weekend. So I just wanted to get together with the girls and to try to share our experience and hopefully inspire you guys as well. So wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us and hope you enjoy this conversation. Susan, I'll start with you. So who are you? What do you do? I am, I'm a marine biologist and I study the deep sea in the Monterey Bay in California. And I have been doing yoga for about almost 20 years. And I've been sort of on a spiritual journey the last few years where I really got deeper into through quite a few different avenues, but I've just been really connecting to consciousness and that's how I found my way to Srimati. I, I had been on the Plant Power Way, the Plant Power Italia retreat with Rich Roll and Julie Pyatt, who's Srimati. That's how I started this this recent part of my journey. And when she announced that she was having this retreat in Malta, it just lined up that I could come. I found out a few weeks ago that I could come. I was actually supposed to be on a boat on a research cruise and it was canceled. So I got to come here instead. And I just have been doing a lot of like taking the next, not planning my life and just letting the universe show me the next right step. And it's really been amazing what happens when you let go and surrender into that. And Anita? Well, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say it's a, an, a coincidence to be here. I'm, I'm from uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. It's where I live and where I create uh, delicious desserts. I started this adventure uh, around 12 years ago when I discovered that my passion is cooking and I created a dessert which I could share with all my friends and uh, since I was the owner of the first organic store in Sofia, I had the space and the, the opportunity immediately to, to make it in front of the people. And they were su- supported me so much. So I could immediately 
dream big and uh, start thinking how to share it, how to share it with more people, how to make them aware and give them an easy option, an alternative to eat healthy, to give a healthy snack to their kids and to just to feel better with real food and simple food. The brand is called Rubar, R-O-O Bar, and it's a raw, organic, vegan, gluten-free snack. So it's so simple that you can make it at home in just a few minutes. And I'm really supporting people to do it and to start to make their own food. This was one reason to to be so open to to what's happening with me because I'm uh, a graphic designer and I wanted to be around people. I wanted to have a reason to communicate and to be part of the world. And actually, Rubar gave me this opportunity. So maybe two weeks ago, one of my team members sent me a message. Please buy me the book of Julie Piat and uh, uh, This Cheese is Nuts. And I was in New York at that time, and I went to a bookstore. I bought two copies, and I started reading it. Later on, he sent me a link to uh, her podcast with Rich Rowe, explaining about the book, and then she mentioned about the retreat. And I felt so strong that I have to be there. It's the place that I have to go. And I immediately booked it, and... Here I am. <laughs> the, the retreat is over and it was the right thing to do. And I'm so happy that I catch the signs and just follow my intuition, followed what was right to do in this moment, uh, which is very special in my life, having a bit troubles with my husband and uh, have, having some family issues and looking for the way how, how to be happier, how to make the life that I want to live how to stop asking for permission and to allow myself to be the person I am, to, to be happy. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very special event. I'm just going to add that you said something really important. I always mention this on the podcast about being open to messages in your life because when we are, there are messages every day. Sometimes at every moment, the question is, are we able to receive them or not? And when we do pay attention, right? And a lot of the yogi's journey is to be in the present moment and to pay attention. And so when we do pay attention, magic happens. Like it brought us all here together, you know? First, I was like assuming everybody knows Ritual and Srimati, of course, but maybe some people don't. I was going to ask you, Susan, if you, since you've been to the Plant Power Way, could you tell everyone, like, who is Srimati, Julie Pyatt? Sure. So, well, I hope I do them justice. But so, Ritual is a vegan ultra athlete. He has a really amazing story. I highly recommend his book. It's called Finding Ultra. Listening to his podcast is a really great way to just start to hear his his story. He tells his story kind of like as he talks to people. And he does a very long-form conversation in his podcast. And he talks to people who are vegan as well as lots of just people that are doing all sorts of interesting things. And so 
he had a, basically when he was like 39 or 40 years old, he had been eating just like typical American diet. He was feeling terrible and he kind of had this health scare and he was like prompted to become vegan. And he, uh, he start and through that process, just like cleaning up his diet, becoming plant-based, he was able to go back to being the athlete that he was in college. He was a swimmer and like a, at Stanford, he was a swimmer. And so he started doing Ironman, like ultra races are more than an Ironman race. So it's like that kind of really long endurance athletics on a vegan diet. And it was, it got a lot of attention because a lot of people think that vegans can't, can't do that kind of thing. And it's really simple on a like plant-based diet. And Julie, his wife is someone who like, she's done um, so many things in her life, but she basically felt the call to like support Rich in being this athlete and realized she had to feed him in way, you know, she had to get creative about how to fuel him as an athlete. And so she started really diving into becoming a plant-based chef and she has a cookbook called The Plant Power Way and then more recently she just released this year a book called This Cheese is Nuts and it is 100% vegan cheeses that are so simple to make and really amazingly tasty <laughs> like I mean I've been vegan for 7 years so I haven't had cheese in 7 years but it's like, it tastes like cheese. Like you feel, you can't believe how how amazing it tastes. And it's not weird ingredients. That's the nicest thing. But the cool thing about Julie is that she is, I mean, for me, I connect with what she talks about on every level. Like I can feel what she's talking about. And so I just, I found my way to the plant power retreat because I was training for an, a marathon and I'm vegan and that's how I found Rich. And then I got there. I, st- I had started listening to Julie as well and realized I was really pulled to her. And I got to Italy and I was just like, Julie, I feel like I know you. And it's not like from the podcast. And she said, oh yeah, you know me. Like, you know, we know each other on a soul level from if you believe in that kind of thing, like who knows, a past life or another dimension or something. And so um, that kind of gives you a little background on what they're up to. If you guys are curious more, and as we all invite you to definitely tune into them because it's very inspiring. Um, His podcast is called The Rich Roll Podcast and hers is Divine Through Line. So yeah, she's always tells us we are spiritual beings having a human experience and she goes beyond that and says we're multidimensional beings Having a human experience. Having a simultaneous. Si- having a simultaneous <laughs> experience. So, you know, that's kind of what the whole weekend felt like for me. And so we did lots of different 
meditations and rituals in that sense. It was beautiful yoga as well. And there was music and a demonstration of the cheese, the uh, This Cheese is Nuts, the book, which you guys definitely need to get. I have tried, Susan, have tried. Have you tried some recipes too? Yeah, yeah, it's, I've tried some too. And you've, yeah, you've tried, Susan. It's amazing. So you guys, and some of them are very easy to make. It's not like, you know, it's super easy. But anyways, one thing that was super inspiring for me this weekend was the, the tea ceremonies, which we did very early in the morning, 6.30 a.m. I thought that was really beautiful. It's a meditation as well. What was something that, and I'll ask both of you, but I'll give it to you, Anita, that it really inspired you this weekend? Can you think about one of the workshops that we went through, something that you loved? Yeah, for me, it was really special to be part of this tea ceremony, and especially the one that was on the cliff. And we made a sunrise meditation. I think this was the most amazing moment in my life. And I remember uh, Shlimati said that uh, we need to focus on the sun. Moon is important, but we need to focus on the sun because without the sun, we won't be there. We won't be here. We won't be alive. And I always had this attachment to, to people or to things and I was struggling in life because of that. And now I realize that if I look at the sun and make this attachment to the sun, I'll be free and I will not uh, uh, look for uh, different ways of dealing with it. So the sun is universal and uh, is the energy that feeds us. So I, I was, it was really special for me. And I love all the tea ceremonies because there was something beautiful about them. We were sitting in a circle and we're drinking rounds of rounds of tea in silence. And it was dark. Candles were making this beautiful light. And the steam of the hot tea, it was so magical. <laughs> it was amazing. And the, the repeating all this were giving me so was giving me so much joy because we as human beings we sometimes try things once or twice but i think the fun comes when we continue when we try to to make little changes and continue doing things and i can rely on to my my professional story and see that i didn't give up i was constantly trying to to, to make the perfect recipe, to find it out for myself, to make it so good that people love it. And it, this brings the joy and the success and fulfillment in our lives. I think that whole day yesterday was, I texted a friend yes, last night and said, I just had the most epic day of my life. And, <laughs> and I really meant it because we started with the sunrise tea ceremony on the cliffs looking east. I mean, it was the most beautiful sunrise overlooking the ocean. Um, and then we did, so we had a couple of rounds of tea and then we did an open eye um, meditation on the sun. 
which I'd never done. And, you know, you you kind of look at the sun, sun gazing as it's rising. So it's not like looking up at the sun. It Like you don't ever look up at the sun when it's above 45 degree angle above the horizon. It's not safe for your eyes, but it's, it is when, if you have a flat horizon, you can look at the sun as it's rising and you try to keep your eyes open just basically as long as you can. And then when they start like you can't look anymore. Then you can close your eyes, and then you see this amazing show. I mean, I did. I saw all sorts of really amazing things in that meditation. And then, as the sun rose, it just like to be able to see how like a new day begins, and to watch it over, to just be there with all of us. We were, we've all become really connected energetically, I feel like. And then um, we came back and did the holotropic breathing, which I had never done before. I've done a lot of pranayama practices and I do a lot of kundalini yoga uh, as well as other things, but I had never done this holotropic breathing and it really takes you to this new level. It was sort of, as um, Sri Mati described, it's kind of a rebirthing of your, you know, this in this lifetime. And I had that experience. I mean, I really did. It was just such a beautiful experience of letting go. And all of us were supported in this room while Srimati was actually energetically help, like taking the stuff that was that we were letting go and removing it, you know, from the space. And I really felt that way. And then at the end, when we started to breathe normally, I felt just, I can't really describe it as anything other than just this complete peace and serenity and fully supported by the universe. Like, I really feel like I've finally seen my true self. And that was really what this whole weekend was about. It was called, the retreat was called Beloved. And I also really loved how we had an altar and instead of, you know, deities and statues of, or pictures of things we had, it was a mirror. And she, and we started and ended with us looking in the mirror at ourselves. And she, you know, she really encouraged us to meet our true selves. And that has been my, that's what I've been working toward in my spiritual journey. I, you know, every morning I, I meditate and then pray that I become my true self, live my true self, and love my true self. And so I really feel like this weekend got me to that place where I finally met met that soul that is my true self. That's so beautiful. What both of you said is so beautiful and it's so inspiring. I felt the same way. It, the whole weekend has been a rebirth for me. And even on things that you sort of thought was the way that it should be, there's a dismantle sometimes. And the invitation is, 
can you see it through different lenses, you know, and with a lot more freedom, an awakening, a new form of awakening, like even an awakening on an awakening, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like kind of really peeling the layers and going deeper, but without being bind to any sort of truth that's anchored on what it shoulds or not. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I'm expressing myself well, but just expansion is the word that comes from me. And I love that she gives us and holds a space for us and gives us the permission with by holding the space to be who we are, like our most authentic self. And may we continue to be that and always find ways to come close to that to that which most likely it's always changing also Mm -hmm. so even when we come to these places with in yoga sangha is community you know which is something amazing because i feel very supported by you ladies and and everyone in the group and in srimati and that's the beauty of being in sangha and then we kind of go and live our own lives and so to me the interesting part is how can we now you know, continue to, to, to live that truth and, f- and find ways, even if we are in situations, whether it's relationships or society or whatever it is, even maybe, you know, we can tell ourselves things to our own self that is not true. Like our own self sometimes is like our adverse per- person, you know? <laughs> so, but how can we continue to evaluate and reevaluate and, and find ways, whether it's by waking up early and sitting and gazing at the sun and doing a meditation, sun meditation, or getting together with your friends and doing a silent tea ceremony or, you know, climbing a mountain. It doesn't matter. But how can we continue to go to places, whatever that is for each and every one of us, to keep connecting us to our most authentic self with the understanding that it can also be ever-changing. To me, that's kind of the beauty of it because it's an exploration and there's a lot of love in that. Love the name of the retreat, Beloved, because it's all about love. And like, so we, if we love ourselves, we can't help but love another. It always starts with us. If we, we have to love ourselves, and that mirror exercise is amazing to look at you. The first time I even forgot when we shared, but when I went to the mirror, I actually saw myself as a child, which was really powerful because I saw a baby me. <laughs> and I was gazing into her eyes and I was like, wow, all these things that you lived. And I had so much love for this little girl. And that's me. And at some place, maybe, you know, we forget that. But if you looked at yourself as a child, how much love would you have for that little girl? You know? Wow. Like, so magical and so amazing. That brings up for me, I was, I've been thinking about, I mean, I have a daily meditation practice, and I really feel like that has helped me tune in to my my next right step and you know, just thinking about 
today? What do I need to do today? Instead of planning out my whole life, which is what I used to do or I tried to do. And then I would be frustrated because I couldn't meet those expectations. And I think so many of us do that. And it's really, you know, a lot of it is expectations that aren't really our true what we want to do. It's just that we've been conditioned by society and by just our families and the way we've grown up to have like, oh, I'm supposed to have get married at X, you know, by this age and have children by this age. And then we're supposed to live happily ever after. And then you get disappointed in yourself that you didn't achieve that. And it's just, you know, I think so many people are in that place. And so I have really come to this um, realization of letting go of those expectations. And one of the things that I think is how we keep exploring that, you know, finding ourselves is follow the joy. Like what makes, what brings joy to you? Like literally anything like Anita was talking about, like cooking, you know, making food for people brought joy and then it became the thing that you like literally sustains you, you know? And it's like so many people are, working for a living, but are they living to work or are they working to live, you know? And it's like, life is too short to be doing something you hate. And, and really, you know, there are ways to be able to do what brings you joy. And then, and then the right things come, you know, when you really open yourself up to what it is and let go of that, like, oh, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be making this amount of money or doing this. And, you know, when you can just do, I was lucky enough to have a career that brought me joy from the beginning. Um, But I had a lot of expectations in life that I wasn't meeting. And I have really let go of that. And I find that I'm now just at such a different place and people can see that change in me. You know, just within a few years, people are like, there's something different about me. And I think it's because, you know, one of the things Julie said today that I really loved in yoga is like, yoga, it doesn't matter how bendy and stretchy and athletic you are. It matters, like, we're doing yoga to make space in our bodies for more light. Like, and that's where that connection from the sun, like, we are beings of light and love and yoga helps you make more space for that. And it's just such a beautiful way to like think about yoga and it doesn't have to be yoga. There can be other things you do that bring more, make space in your life for, for love and light. And because that's, and then you can emit that. And that's what I really feel like is a strong message from, from this weekend that that I really received. Yeah, I'll add to that. I mean, our body is our body temple. So this is the vessel, you know. Not only, there's only one of us, as we spoke, and if we don't live our truth and our authentic self, you will never exist. Mm-hmm. Not only you won't be you, but the true you, which is you, will never exist. How crazy is that? 
We talked about that. And so, but this body is a vessel and it's our body temple. And we have in this life, at least, I'm, you know, I'm here right now in this lifetime. This is what I have. So what the food that you eat, what you drink, the company that you keep, everything, everything is energy. Everything is vibration. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So, you know, it, everything matters. And so to pay attention, which in the yoga is, you know, Patanjali says one of, one of the attributes of, the, of what yoga is, is yoga is to pay attention, is to be in the present moment and to, you know, to take fully responsibility for all of our actions. At least that's my um, perspective of it. So it's not like, you know, you do something and, oh, why did I, you do and you do, you, whatever you do is, you know, it's going to be you. <laughs> Like, there's no other you. So if you are spending time with people who are bringing you down, nobody else is doing that. So it's something to ask, again, pay attention. What do you eat? What you So keep it clean and keep it light. And but what you said about yoga is, I think, yes, yoga is for everybody. And there's definitely other things. But yoga is so effective. And it's so fast. The asana practice and the breath and the movement, wow, you know, and it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be Cirque du Soleil stuff. It can be very simple. The, you know, most advanced yogis, quote unquote, whatever that is, is not the people who put their leg behind their head. Like it can be, they can be maybe, but that is not like a necessity. Yoga is definitely for everyone. So yeah, I encourage everyone to you know, just think about these things, meditate, do yoga, or if you really don't want to do yoga, do something else and walk in nature, run, go to the beach, swim, eat healthy foods. Think about what you're eating and what you're putting in your body. I've talked about this in a lot of my other podcast episodes, but one of my, the main yogi concepts is ahimsa, which is nonviolence. So, you know, we can be, what is that? Like That's like your thoughts. In it, I lo- I'm, a, I'm a huge animal lover, so it's really hard for me to not associate, associate, associate that, there's my accent, but associate violence with, you know, eating. I mean, I don't care even if it's grass-fed. I'm just going to say it. I mean, it's still, you know, it's still that's a life, that's a being, so. And again, that's a personal choice, not judging, but every everything, I think it's something that we can, we can bring everything to the light and then we can make conscious choices with awareness. Do you have anything to add to that? I would love to add a, a bit about, the, uh, from the perspective of a mother of two girls, because it's so easy to forget what is important and who, which are the priorities in our daily life. And uh, I think it's the moment you become a mother, so many things change in your life, but the kids are so sensitive. And if you're not aware of yourself and of finding your balance and feeling good, then your kids will feel it. And then the, the whole game starts and it's so difficult if you... Don't make the step and change something in your life. Uh, 
I, I have this personal experience with uh, with my little girls and uh, I had really troubles and like feeling it so hard to go out and do what I like. And they also had some difficulties to let me go. But then I did it. I went dancing and they were so happy. And on the third time, they asked me, mom, it's time to go to dance. Let's go, go. We are independent. We can do it. Don't worry. And I was so happy about this, uh, this uh, little uh, moment that it's, it's all in our heads and we are making it complicated. And we always should put ourselves first because we are taking care of everyone else. And our gen- energy reflects immediately on everyone. And it's, it's something we, we control and we really need to make the first step and take care of us, ourselves and be good to others in that kind of perspective and just live happy and be fulfilled with what we, we do. I really loved what Susan said. Thank you for bringing that up about girls and your daughters because I think that's something that even as, just as, you know, human beings, adults, like we have to, we have to be examples for other people. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, what is going to inspire your daughters to take care of themselves, you know? And I think it's true. When we fill ourselves up, I it's this concept. I think I may have even gotten it from Sri Mati. She may have mentioned this. I call it instead of, it's not selfish to do self-care. It's self-full. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you fill yourself up, then you have more, then you can give to others. And because you then, you know, it's this, the energy is just continues to be created when you make that time for yourself. And so you always have more to give to others. And that's what I've found in my life that when, when I make sure I, you know, take care of myself, listen to my body, listen to my soul, but I am, I, I will say I am really disciplined about my meditation and yoga practice. And that has really helped me to tap into that. But then I have so much more to give others. And I do a lot of, you know, service for others. And it really brings me, it then brings me joy. And and I think that's true in families, but also in communities and in work, even at work. You know, you can kind of change your perspective. Like, instead of thinking, what am I getting out of this? What, how am I going to get ahead? Like, think about how, what can you give? And it's really changed things for me when I started to do that. Yeah. And what I was going to say at my studio, I always, whenever these things come up of time or am I spending too much time on my yoga mat? Or, and I say, well, you, you know, Doing yoga, when you come to your mat, is not just for yourself. Yes, it's for yourself. But it's not only enhancing your life. It's enhancing the life of your family, your partner, your husband, your boyfriend, your kids, your children, the people at work, your friends, your community, even the bus person or the taxi or or even when you're driving. And so we do yoga not only for ourselves but for the planet. 
You know, it's it's a it's it is an act of devotion. It is not selfish at all to take time to get on your mat or to meditate. That we're doing that for the world, literally. I mean, who practices and then says I became a worse person? I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't want to ever say that, but you know, it's kind of. <laughs> It's great. I mean, I've I've been teaching yoga for a long time, and I have seen, mo- you know, I, I can't literally think of a person that didn't become a better person by practicing yoga and meditation. I mean, I don't know if it exists, but, you know, maybe there's like a rarity, but for the most part. So, yeah, I love that. Um, so I'm... Oh, I wanted to mention for sure Sanya Retreat. Oh, my God. The place that we were, first of all, Malta is gorgeous and beautiful and so historical. So everyone come here. Mm-hmm. Have fun. If you have any inclination to come and visit, definitely recommend it. I went to Italy before. So it was really simple to fly to Rome and spend a few days in Rome. And if you have more time, travel, and then you can go really easy from Rome to Malta and um, Sanya retreat was amazing the ladies were great the the owners you know Yasmin and uh, Amber Yasmin was we met her the first day and then she actually went to India she went on a on a yoga journey um, but Amber was there and she has this amazing voice we can maybe put her, um, we can link to her Instagram because she has some of her singing. She also, during at the end of each yoga session, she would do these sound baths. And it was just so, she has this beautiful voice. And she would play the singing bowls. And it was just so beautiful. Um, I literally was weeping yesterday as she was singing. It was just, just touched my soul. Like she just has such a beautiful voice. And they have a uh, plant-based cafe. They have a spa. They have a pool. It's, it's amazing. I'll put the, the website, the link to the website so everyone can see. And if you're here in Malta, you can go. Um, I'm heading to Paris. My grandmother turned 90 so I have a family reunion in France with my family there I'm super excited I'm going to see some of my old friends as well and then back to the U.S. to teach my 200-hour yoga teacher training and then you know straight into work but super happy I came also super excited to have met all of you and everyone whoever came was supposed to be there because it was just the right energy i have no doubt and we talked about that as well um what i want to ask if where are you both going like tomorrow or whenever it is where are you going this week i am staying in malta for another couple of days i go back to california on wednesday today's sunday so i have two days and i actually already made plans with some of with some of the people from the retreat to like have lunch tomorrow and then i'm going to Spend the afternoon, you know, hook up with Srimati and the and the girls tomorrow, and then on Tuesday I talked to one of the other the locals. We had three or four people from who live here in Malta who came to the retreat, and so I was gonna I'm gonna have lunch with one of them, and yeah, I mean that's the other thing about yoga retreats that 
I have I have been to a lot of yoga retreats and they're always it's always amazing to have this connection with people that who are you know like-minded and you get to spend whatever amount of time together so you really get to and you usually are going pretty deep like spiritual stuff like we dealt with this weekend and I think it connects us forever and I've had that experience um with with the other retreats I went the other retreat I went to with Rich and Julie and um but I yeah I just love that community and how we can um, stay in touch with people from all over the world on on Instagram. It's just so fun to see what everyone's doing. And um, that's how I've really been able to stay in touch with a lot of people I've met. And then I may have made the effort to go and hang out with people when I'm traveling. Uh, that's another way to when we talked about continuously checking in, I mentioned go do a meditation or whatever it is that, you know, feeds your soul. But another way is to take these trips and to reconnect. And hopefully at some point we'll all meet again, whether it's next year. But any time that I'm feeling I need some more inspiration in my life, I'm glad you mentioned that because this kind of trip is really empowering. Do you have, before I pass to you, Anita, an, um, if anyone wants to get a hold of you or, or inspired, an Instagram or something? Yeah, so I am on Instagram. Um, my handle is omgirl, like, like O-M-G-I-R-L-S-V-T. It's my initials, Susan Von Toon. Um, and s- I share a lot of things about my spiritual journey. I also am a marine biologist, so I study things about the ocean, and I live in Santa Cruz, so it's, a, you know, there's lots of redwood trees in there, too. <laughs> and then, of course, vegan food. So, I'm, and I'm, I'm on there pretty frequently, um, so that's a great way to connect with me. Well, I spent two more days in Malta. I, I just love this place and uh, I'll plan it this way so I can have time for myself. And after that, I'm traveling to Brussels. I have uh, one great news to share and it's uh, that I won a program by Ernst & Young and it's called Winning Women of Europe for this year and I was the first Bulgarian ever selected for this program and it's a lot about female entrepreneurship it's a lot about supporting each other and what we experienced on this retreat was exactly the same that we need to do in our society and uh, just build safe nice beautiful uh, environment, support each other, be open, share. We experience exactly the same things all the time, but as long as we don't share it, we don't know and we feel alone and we feel the only ones that are suffering with different things or be not being able to share the joy that we experience. So uh, on this uh, travel, um, I'm going to be I'm going to meet the other 99 <laughs> selected women uh, and it's uh, it's I think it's just the beginning because I, I never made plans how my career or how my creativity will develop but I had the direction I had the vision that something good will happen and that I can I have so much to give that I, I have to flow and be flexible 
and follow the signs. And actually, I just just now I did a walk in this in the old city, and I could say I was lost, but I wasn't. I was just walking the way it was leading me. And if I was in a bad mood, I would say, oh, I'm lost. Should I check Google Maps now? <laughs> but I didn't. I felt that I will find the way. And it's the same thing in life, that we just have to keep the vision and surround ourselves with supportive and positive people that that really want to hear what we want to say, that support each other and that 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 are just there. Thank yeah. you. Oh yeah. Yeah, my Instagram is uh, exactly like my name. It's Anita Downstroke Glasa Nova with K. So it's my personal uh, account. Yeah, we have uh, for our brands Rubar. Downstroke Row, and I have one more brand, brand which is quite feminine. It's called Cookie Cat Cookies. <laughs> you can easily find them uh, on my account. They're linked, so you can really get there. I will add everyone's Instagram on my show notes <laughs> so we can find. Coming here, the sign, going back to the signs, coming to this retreat for me was a complete inspired action. I listened to the podcast and I heard her mention and literally I, the next day I went online and I booked it and I didn't even think. And then I said, wait, what did I just do? I, I didn't even check. Did I have teacher training? Do I, what about the flights? I didn't even know. But I was just like, I have just like you when you were walking and you were being guided, I was being so guided that I had this fire inside me that was just like, you're going to this. It, it doesn't even matter. You're going to this. This is it. There's no like, not even a doubt that I had to come, which is so amazing. Again, another way to think about this, like when these things show up in your life, pay attention to them. There's a reason why, you know, there, that you're feeling like that. There's a reason why we have these strong intuitions. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Life is full of mysteries and wonders and adventures. And I love that. So if there's a word, Susan, that inspires you today and Anita, and then I'll think of a word as well. One word right now that comes to you, your heart. Um, I think I have to go back to self-full. Uh, because even though I don't think that's really even a word, <laughs> but we've made it up, just filling myself up with love and light so that I can be an anchor of love and light on this planet for other, for all the beings here and for Mother Earth. That's, that's been my, that's my mission. I think my word is flow because we are, Things change all the time. And if we, if we are not with the flow, then we, we don't experience what we could experience in this life. My word today is love. So, soul, no, selfful, flow, love. Love, flow, selfful. Wow. 
That's cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for being here with us. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful night. The three of us are going to dinner. And if you've been hearing some uh, noises during this podcast, is because we're sitting at the hot, the what do you call this in English? Always <laughs> okay, like a, a lobby. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> we're sitting at the lobby of our place, cute place that we're staying in Malta. It's so cute, and people have been coming in and out. But this is a casual and fun conversation among friends, you all included. And I first was going to ask both of you to close this podcast with, imagine like in someone's day, if you had to tell them like three or four things, inspirational things for someone to, to do in a day. And then I said, okay, that might be too much pressure a day. <laughs> Let's think about like in a period of like three days. What comes up, and you, you know, it's just like in the, we don't have to think too much. It's like right now, like what what comes up for you that you would tell people to do? I think um, for me, it it comes back to the breath, and we haven't really talked that much about the breath, but it really that's what anchors us in this present moment. It's the only thing we have that if you didn't, if you weren't breathing, you're not here. And so it is the way to really focus on the breath. Like um, one of the things I've heard Buddha, a Buddhist talk about, that this quote I love, um, making space for meditation is the meditation. And you don't have to do, like, I, I had this idea of what meditation had to look like and I thought I had to have mala beads and an altar and sit for 30 minutes. And it kept me from doing a daily practice for a long time. And then when I finally let go of what that had to look like and said to myself, okay, I'm just going to do it for five minutes. Then I started every day. And the funny thing is now my meditation does look like that thing I thought it would look like, like a more traditional yogic meditation but you can throughout the day just anywhere in any moment just focus on your breath and one breath and that is meditation so everyone can bring meditation into their life it doesn't have to be what you know this thing that you think it is um you don't have to be a monk or a yogi sitting on a mountaintop you know in fact that that doesn't really serve the world anymore like we have to be yogis and monks or monks in the in the community and walking the earth and so i think that i would just encourage people to take a moment every once in a while and focus on their breath and sometimes you can have you can say to yourself oh every time i sit or stand i'll be mindful and think about this moment, be present. Or you could have something like every time I walk through a door, I'm going to be present. So it's like those kinds of things or every time I walk up and down stairs, I'm going to be present. So it's something that can maybe remind you to be present in that moment. So beautifully said, Susan. <laughs> yes. uh, I, 
I love to focus on my heart because uh, I, my my life is full with travels, and I experience that uh, when I focus on my heart, I can feel at home everywhere because I don't need to have a a certain place to bring all the conditions that if I'm not there, then it's not gonna work, or if I don't feel good or the weather is not the way I want it. I, I just exclude all these uh, external things and I just focus on my heart. And when I don't feel good about something or some emotions, I just try to fi- find out where does the pain come from, from which body part. And it, usually there's the answer. It, it, it's so connected. Our physical pains are so connected with our emotions and we can fight it by by working on our emotions to find release from our physical pains. <laughs> so it, it's all in our heart and I truly believe that we should be our own temple and we should take care and leave some space for the garbage because there is no perfection. Uh, we are perfect because there is no, uh, yeah. like, let's say, um, uh, there's no, no perfection, but in, that's why we have to keep some little space for how the garbage. You, how do you say that in your uh, language? In Bulgarian? Yeah, how do you say that? <laughs> How does it sound? (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Do you know who is a good meditator? Everyone. The one who meditates. (laughs) (laughs) And who's an advanced meditator? The one who meditates. That's it. That's the sole requirement. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said, too. I would say for sure meditation, um, grounding is something. If I had to pick like just a handful of things, I'd say meditation for sure. Everything that you lady said and grounding, I've been really into. Do you all know what grounding is? Yeah, you do. I've talked about it in other podcasts too, but um, basically very simple. Just put your feet on the earth or walk in nature and barefoot. It's really important so that we connect to Mother Earth Gaia and that we really get all the prana, the energy through our body temple, body, mind, spirit, and raising the vibration. So even when I don't have time to walk in the park or go on a hike or whatever, I just, uh, my backyard, I'll sit on the table on on a chair and I'll take my shoes off and just put my feet literally on earth for five minutes and breathe. If that's all I have, that's all I have, you know, and that makes a huge difference. Uh, prayer is some something that I love in my life. One prayer that I start my days with a lot of times, most days, is from another woman who has been a huge influence in who I am. She consider her one of my teachers, Marianne Williamson. And it goes like that. Dear God, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And I love that. So I kind of begin my days with something like that and then my own thing too, even if it's five minutes. Gratitude is another 
thing that's amazing to begin your your day with. But I want to thank you both so much because this was so last minute and I've been traveling with my little machine and I wanted to, that's the idea when I started this podcast. I've always traveled a lot. That's just how my life has been from when I was a little girl through my parents and it's just kind of how I, I'm thus far, this is my life on earth. So I have, when I started this podcast, I got this uh, traveling equipment and the idea was that I would go to different countries and wherever I was, I would see different perspectives of, you know, life on earth. <laughs> That's why it's called that. So yeah, so now I'm taking it to Paris and I have uh, some people there that I want to see if they agree to it. But thank you, Anita, so much. And thank you, Susan, for agreeing to sit with me and it's been growing and it's been amazing and all of you there listening i'm so grateful that you take the time of your day to be listening and as always if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me feel free i'll add my email in the show notes but shanti yoga nola at gmail.com and um have a beautiful night wherever you are on this planet it's a beautiful planet it's a beautiful life Enjoy every moment. Put yourself in the vibration of love. Enjoy. Do more of what you love. Your advice, your advice too, right? You advise that too? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to say we all advise that. <laughs> Do more of what you love. That's the how we're going to end this today. Thank you so much, um, everyone and ladies. Have a beautiful time wherever you are. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.